I'm You got short timers, don't you? <laughs> don't you? Because you're off next week. And you know I never get that, right? Like Monday's you, you, my you favorite love day. Working. Monday's my favorite day. You love working, and I, I come in here and I'm hearing Trey Ware going off. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't Friday. say it that way. No, I didn't say that. What I said was, is it only Tuesday? Is it Good only Lord? Tuesday? Right, right. Can we speed the clock up a little bit? <laughs> so, uh, I want you to hear a little piece of sound here. Yes. Okay? Yes. So, Steve Bannon right. is at Charlie Kirk's uh, Turning Point USA gathering, right? And what Charlie did was he brought in all these guys that are really cool, these all these uh, podcasters that believe in liberty and freedom. Right. And, and that does not mean Republicans. All right? I want to be <laughs> right, clear right. on that. Uh, we're talking about people who are about the country surviving as a free nation. And right. clearly we are not at what we're learning out of the Twitter files, and we'll get into that a little bit later on and what's going on at the border right now. Um, <laughs> Steve Bannon was there. <laughs> Uh, Russell Brand was there, right? Because right. he's a big podcaster now. He's gotten interesting. He, he, he used really to be really has. not interesting, and no. suddenly he's gotten very interesting. This podcast that he does as a libertarian is right. really, really interesting. So, uh, talking about uh, deplatforming, in other words, that the FBI uh, has been run, and the FBI and the Office of uh, Director of National Intelligence and the other intelligence agencies has been running social media to influence mass thought, right. elections, and the future of the country. Yeah. Very yeah. clear. Lots of FBI guys. <laughs> uh, lots of FBI guys. <laughs> lots of them. And what we learned yesterday, lots of FBI money. Right. So, uh, Steve Bannon was asked about how conservatives and libertarians have been deplatformed while the left-wing psycho Democrats have been built up on social media to influence thought. And this was his answer. That's what it is. There's a colonel in this country that is not prepared. A colonel in this country is not prepared to be defeated. And you're seeing it. That's why it's a pivot point for us. That's why we're ascended. That's why we're on the move. And yes... And no matter how they deplatformed it, people got to that information, right? Yes. The anarchists, the, the revolutionaries, everybody got to the information, and we came together and said, F*** you, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Is that the essence of liberty? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the essence yeah. of... Hell yeah. What do you think? What did John? What did what did Sam Adams tell the British Empire? Fuck you, right? What did John Hancock say? Fuck you, USA. Yeah, well, you know. So, what was the Declaration of Independence? But a big middle finger. That's exactly well, that's exactly what that was, man. Yeah, you know, and the Bill of Rights. Sure, the same thing. Yeah, and so I, I have no idea how many of those people are out there. Josh Hawley hit it right on, and that I talked about this earlier. That men have been lulled into a sense of complacency and porn and idleness and video games because they've been told that they suck so long that I don't know. I'm hoping that there are some Sam Adams out there. I'm hoping. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I heard you talk about that earlier when I was Did driving you? in, and uh, you know, he's been Holly's been talking about that for a while. About, and I agree that that men uh, from the left have been de, you know demasculized or whatever the word may emasculated would probably be the proper. That is word. the word, yes. Uh, uh, because the, the left see strong men, frankly, as a threat. They are. Um, I, I I do think it's more though. I I think it's I I think it's the whole generation because young women spend every bit as much time online and playing video games and looking at videos 
And I, I, I think it's a combination of the cultural messaging that, yeah, men are stupid and masculinity is stupid. But I also think culturally we're a very narcissistic society. And my generation of parents, I, I really believe we just weren't hard-ass enough. We've got a whole generation of people that I don't know a single person in their 20s who, 20s who has started their life, who's actually living their life. I don't know a single one, Ma- male, female. And I, I think it's, it's kind of a lost generation. I mean, I don't know how you say to a young man in his early 20s now who has spent his whole life playing video games or not being held accountable or just sitting in a room, how do you say, that, say to them in their 20s, Hey, wake up! You got to start doing something. They they got to do it on their own. And I, I I think that this generation is just they don't have much faith. They're not a faith based generation. There's a, a lack of of spirituality, which I've noticed. I I, I don't I, I think this generation it's going to take them to get into their thirties and forties and have some kind of mass awakening where, where it's like, what the hell did I do with my life? Well, the fundamentals of what Holly is talking about are absolutely right on. What the country needs now are men to stand up and be men. This is not a misogynistic thing. This is nothing against women. But we need strong male leadership in this country. And that doesn't mean be domineering, be a jerk, be a butt. No, that, I, I what get that all means. that. Yeah. yeah. What that means is if the country is going to survive, we have to have guys that are going to assert their role once again. It kind of goes back to what Steve Bannon was saying and the sure. revolution and all those kind of things. It, it's, a, it, it's a very clear message. You're right on the money when you talk about the, the difference in, in generations. But I think the, 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 the remedy, and I could be totally wrong, Sean. I don't know everything. But the, the remedy is what it always was. You drop them into Greece and you sink or swim i mean that was well that's yeah. how i was raised you either sink or swim well but they're and they're going to find themselves there at some point well it, one it, way or the one other one way or the other you <laughs> know because that's what happened to me i mean I, sure. i'll be honest i mean i was i was i was the youngest kid so I, I got away with a lot of stuff yeah it wasn't until i got out on my own You're right in my life that i realized hey you got to start doing things differently absolutely right i think that's what's true of this generation too yeah i, I don't think i don't know no, how you message it, that to them it's true in every generation right right so uh we had a deal at our house you can live here past 18 as long as you're going to school but the minute you're not going to school past 18 you walk out that door get and i remember my brother who went to college for about 10 minutes after he turned 18 and came home. It was like a semester. And came home and said, I'm not doing this anymore. My mother packed his bags and set them on the front porch. I, I kid you not. Right. You're but, gone. But, but that. But do you understand that's a rarity these days? No, it's a total rarity. I know. No, uh, yeah, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that's what sucks. Yeah. You know, because like Don was reporting yesterday on most millennials are still living living with their parents right. well into their 30s. Right. You know, so I agree with you. I, I, I just, I don't know how you get this particular generation up and moving. Because I, I don't think... Sink or swim. I think that's what it's going to come down to, but it's going to be on their time. It's uh-huh. going to be when they are sinking yeah. in their lives that they're going to wake up. It's not going to happen any other way, If I don't you're think. coddling them or whatever, you're not doing them any favors. Well, you're not no. doing, and, and, and by and large, and I always think globally in the whole thing of the country, you're not doing the country any favors. Well, no. Look, look what we're going. Look what we, we, we're going to have. We're going to have a lot of people well, yeah. with big thumbs because they know how to text. <laughs> well, they're all going to be AOC. You know, <laughs> with I mean, big thumbs. with big thumbs because <laughs> they know how to text. You know, the video, the video games. Yeah. I mean, it's their whole life, right? And and it it it's it is depressing but, because we, when I was you know when you and I were that age, yeah. They don't even want to drive, man. They're not even interested in getting cars. Right. 
but I will say this, and this is again, as in all things, you right, know, whether right. it's the education issue with teachers or the cop issue or whatever, we're painting. This is painting with a broad brush because I do happen to know some young people who are really solid, and they sure. are starting their lives right. off, and they're doing really well, and they're focused on building a future and all that. What we're talking about here are people out there that really need a quick kick in, in the ass, and there's nobody here giving them that kick in the ass. It's well, just it's not true. happening. Well, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. And and we've muddied the waters so much on what it is to be masculine, what it is to be feminine, that I, I don't think young men these days even have a clue. Well, and Josh, <laughs> what a lot of that stuff is Josh Hawley's point, and I and I mentioned, you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough where I go preach to these churches and to these men's groups and whatever. Right. And this is one of the things that I say, and and Josh Hawley is right. The culture, whether it's our commercials or sitcoms or even movies, treat men like the biggest dumbasses on planet Earth. Oh right? yeah. And you know, you've got to be the the dad in the familial situation in a commercial, or whatever, is the big dummy. You know. Well, the left wanted that because the the it's the swing of the pendulum because for the longest time it it was the opposite you know right. whereas every man was ward cleaver and then mom stayed home in the kitchen and had his cocktail ready for him when he got home so the pendulum went all the way to the other side to where now you can't portray a man in a household as anything other than a dumbass that's why tim allen has done so very well exactly right but they canceled him too did they they, they, they had to number bring it one back. show and they canceled it yep. because they hate that idea right it triggers the, the masculinity or, or whatever, and I, I really think whether it's conscious or unconscious, because they see strong men as a threat. Well, of course, you yeah. know, and and it, it it is kind of strange though, because both sides are kind of blaming men for everything, right? Like one side saying you're not masculine masculine enough, right? You know, the other side saying are, you're not ma- you're, you're, you're too, too masculine. masculine. Well, you know, the the truth is somewhere in the middle, but I I, I just I don't see this generation. Yeah, getting, I don't see young I don't see young men. I don't know what would happen today. Now, we have a lot of young men in the military who are completely different, of course, who who sign the paper and, and join the military. But if we had to rely on young men yeah. right now because the S went down... Would we be able to? Uh, well, there there are a bunch out there. I just don't know how. I don't know. I don't have the answer because I don't know what the numbers are. Right, I can't right. honestly sit here and try to pontificate on something because right. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't think anybody really does. I don't think there's been any kind of sociological study that's been done as to you know what the split is here. But I can tell you this. I think Josh is absolutely right. The response from men overall has been to withdraw into a world of idleness. Sitting there on the computer watching porn all day and playing video games. That has been the response to the way the culture has been treating men for probably 30 years or more. Well, I agree, but they've also been raised that way. Well, of course. You, you know, yeah. Of course. So, yeah, it's all know, part of it. It so all works together. It, I agree. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. I just, I guess I'm too cynical with this generation. I just don't know yeah. how you get them motivated. Men, women, either of them. Well, uh, again, I think there's gonna they're gonna have to realize that on their own when the S goes down in their own lives. That's it. You're you you're know? a million percent correct. One of the hardest things that we have, people in business have right now, is recruiting new, fresh blood. Oh yeah. I remember, and you do too. But I remember sitting right here, and we would have lines of people 
uh, young people filling out applications to come to work. Right. You could just, they were everywhere. And when I ran this radio station for years, I had a list of young people that I could call to do any job around here that I called them to do because they wanted to be, they wanted to work. Now you can't scare up a dead skeleton. The new ethic is work is a burden. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So that's, that's where we are. Work is a burden. Work is a, you know, It, 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 it impedes my life. It impedes my ability to play video games or do what I want to do, and so it's it's a hassle. But what's going to happen is eventually the money train is going to run out, whether the government money train runs out or daddy dies, right. mommy dies, and you're on your own, and you got to figure stuff out for yourself. Yeah, and it, it makes me sad because they're going to be older when they have that realization. And no skills. <laughs> and no skills. What do you got? You know, it, it's... Hey, it's, I, hey, boss, I can play video games. Well, good, good for you. I need somebody to drive this tractor. <laughs> I need someone to work this cash register. Yeah, you know. whatever. So, All right, I don't uh, know, man. Quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. i got to tell you uh, about BG products, and BG products are the best for your vehicle. And we've been telling you this week, we've got some cold temperatures coming, and I've been recommending if you haven't changed the oil lately in the car and had it serviced, you ought to run by one of those places and have it done and have them check all the fluid levels and that kind of stuff, you know, your antifreeze, make sure that all this good, and make sure the windshield wiper fluid is full, and make sure the windshield wipers are good and not all worn out in case you need them. You probably won't need those, but you, you probably just need to have the vehicle serviced if you haven't done it in a while, and include the BG, the BG products, as in boy-girl, BG products, are available wherever you have your oil changed. They install it for you, and it really does a great job of protecting your engine against wear and tear, and those are the extremes that we talk about, whether it's August and it's 105 outside or it's this coming friday and the wind chill is right around eight degrees whatever uh that's maximum protection for your vehicle bg find a shop.com clouds and sun today and tomorrow 54 and 58 and then uh, weather's going to turn very cold thursday night into friday right now it's 46 at ktsa good morning looks like we do have some mommy kissing santa claus this song is so misogynist she was kissing Santa Claus on the toe? She didn't huh. see well, me creep. Well, different strokes for different folks, I you know. Guess. Oh, that's kind of weird. people are into that sort of thing. Um, you know, we, we were just talking off the air. We only have a couple minutes here, but we were talking off the air about uh, some people that we know that have that porn thing going on that Josh Hawley was referring to. And it's it really is a drug. I mean, it's like uh, you sit there, this one guy that I was telling you about, he he literally and now he gets up and goes to work but other than that he's in a catatonic state sitting there watching it all right. day or could be all day and and it's it's as destructive he tells well, me sure. as any drug that you could possibly do because oh, yeah. it is a drug right well i mean it, look i know a lot about addiction anything that yep. you do that you do obsessively that harms your life or keeps you from living your life is 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 an, an, an addiction. Mm. So porn, yeah. Mm. There are people, video games. I think video games are, an, are the same thing. Kind of the same thing, are right? an addiction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it fires off the pleasure centers. Yeah. And you want that to keep going on. <laughs> well, some, some guys sit and they watch sports all day. And so, they get it, right. They get into a catatonic state. Yeah. And they just sit there and it's like, uh, and they don't get up to do anything. Right, right. And the porn's really insidious, too, because it really... It, it, that really exploded with the online thing. Oh, man. You know what I mean? You don't have to go to you a dark, go anywhere, seedy little building dark in an alleyway. <laughs> and it, rent or go something. to the video store in the little back room with a curtain. Right. Or <laughs> rent, rent something and go, and, and go run to your car. Hopefully right. nobody saw you. 
It's just everywhere, man. Uh, and you know, all you got to do is click. Oh, and, and young people, particularly young, young males now. Now, females are into it too, but young, young males, and I'm talking about under the age of 13, 10, 11, sure. 12 years old, yeah. who are now being introduced to it because it's, it's right here on your it's phone. It's right there on your phone. All and I, it's affecting women too, young women too, I think, because they've been sexualized. Yeah, big. That, mm-hmm. In a sense, that porn ethic is right. kind of through every aspect of our culture. I mean, you look <laughs> at how many pop stars now just publish pictures of themselves naked. Oh, all the time. Just to do it, you yeah. know. So, so, you know. Josh Hawley's comments. screwed up, Trey. Well, no, his, his <laughs> comments were right on the, right on the oh, money. I agree. Well, you know, and, and, and uh, Mike Lee, a senator from Utah, has introduced legislation to outlaw porn in America. Wow. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, but good luck with that. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Create a, you know, create a huge black market, but, you know, at least somebody's saying something that we need. It's a, it's a crisis we need to deal with. Well, the elephant in the room, I think, is the Internet in general, you know, and digital, digital life versus real life, you know. We're going to talk about that. I, I think digital life has kind of replaced everything. With the whole uh, Twitter file thing oh, and what's God. been coming out. It's insidious. It's harmful to America. Uh, what's been going on? We'll talk about that when we come back. Sure. Amogee Bank is your bank, and we're talking about your family bank. If you have a family-run business or you have a dream of having a family-run business, you know, something that maybe you run out of the house or maybe you plan on having a storefront of some kind or something like that, Amogee is here to help you launch and build your family-run business. Currently, if you have a family-run business, I want you to get in touch with Amogee Bank and find out there are many, many services for family-run businesses that they have. You see, they really have made that the focal point of their business model over at Amogee is helping families become very successful with their businesses. I've told you about our travel company many, many times and how much fun it really is. It's a lot of work. Nancy pours her heart and soul into that business. And there's challenges and stuff that come about with a family dynamic. Well, Amogee knows all that. They know how to put it all together for your family business success well into the future. Plus, they have the money to fund anything that you need. If you need a line of credit because you need insurance bought and you need a building to rent and you've got to get hookups with the CPS and all that, and you need money for all that, they can help you with every last bit of that. Plus, great business advice with expert bankers who understand family business. That's Amogee N.A., Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The weather in San Antonio is so unpredictable with hot... Without you. You like Elvis? <laughs> I'm just I'll guessing here. So blue, <laughs> just thinking about you. Nobody ever liked that. Before or since. That's true. Mm. Remember you, was the first time you ever heard Elvis? I don't remember a time when there wasn't Elvis. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, he was still doing the Vegas stuff on TV. What about you? First time you ever heard Elvis? Do you remember it at all? I don't know. I just he was on constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, yeah. remember they used to do TV specials yeah. from Vegas yeah. with him, right? Yeah, the '68 comeback special. Man, well, you guys are pretty young for that, but that was a man. That was a monster yeah. of a show. I remember. Uh, I think it, that was on NBC. Yes. So it was counter programmed to CBS with Tom Jones. <laughs> and the women of America had to make a decision. Right. You didn't have a recording device back yeah. then. Elvis in leather or uh, Tom leather. Jones grabbing his microphone. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. exactly right. <laughs> and the hips of Tom Jones, you know. So right. Tom actually won out quite a bit, but that uh, comeback special, that crushed everything in the ratings, man. It right, right, right. Monster right. of a show. Anyway. 
Uh, did you know calling somebody uh, an American is now a harmful language? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is ridiculous. Stanford University uh, has put together uh, something called the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. Yeah. It's an index of harmful language that's gonna they're going to replace in all their documentation. Right. They don't want professors or students uh, using these words. Uh, and let's see, American uh, is in the, in, there, there's a section called, it's different sections, you mm-hmm. know, gender stuff, right. ethnic stuff. They have one called in, imprecise language, mm-hmm. which I guess bothers people. And so instead of calling people American, call them a U.S. citizen, because American typically, typically refers, this is from the Fox News story, typically refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas. Right, right. So <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. I've, I've done that for years because, uh, not because of that, you know, I could care less about whether or not. I, I feel like we are the most important country in the, well, in, we are. In the Americas <laughs> and on planet Earth, and that's been proven over and over again. But that's not the reason I've been doing it. It's precise to say U.S. citizen because the, the Americas start at the North Pole and go to the South Pole, sure, essentially. Sure. But um, one other thing, I, I, and I got called out on this one time by a listener, and it really did make a lot of sense, and it changed my view about this. I used to call it the American flag. It's not the American flag. It's the flag of the United States. Right, so right. I, I, I've been doing that for a long time just for, for the preciseness of it. But the, the other stuff on here is ridiculous, you know? Uh, let's see. Accessible parking instead yeah. of handicapped parking. It's ridiculous. Uh, unenlightened instead of tone deaf. Mm-hmm. You yeah. no longer. Now, this is the one that gets me. You no longer call people addicts. Right. They're a person with a substance abuse disorder. No, you're no, an addict. you're a freaking addict. Right. <laughs> this, look, this goes back to the last half hour, right? Because we're so wussifying the language now. Right. Right? That instead of calling people what they are, you're a lazy, porn-addicted son of a gun. <laughs> Get your ass up and go to work. You know, instead well, of doing that. Well, you can't that, use straight language anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, you know, they're trying to change the way we speak in this country, trying to control language, and how you can't get any more Orwellian than that, controlling well, sure. the language. Well, and they want to control thought as well. Of course, that's what this is, is controlling it's all, thought. It's all normalizing this idea of do what we tell you to do. Because this, this doesn't make any sense. It's it doesn't make any stupid. logical sense. It's you know what I mean? It's it really doesn't. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> So what's the point? The point is, not, well, I guess it's got this idea that no one should ever be upset by anything. Correct. You don't. You you should never. You know. You want to take all offense out of language. Yes. Never want to upset anybody. Should never be bothered or upset by anything you hear. Jimmy, you need to pull my favorites down by the, by Arlie Ermy, please, because this is you know, this is just the the way it works for me. I I I, I think. Everybody remember Arlie Ermy? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Full Metal Jacket, all that kind of Great stuff. Great yeah. Great. And then, of course, is... Uh, and I we were blessed around here. He came here one time, and then he fell in love with the place, and he would come back and visit me all the time. I'd say all the time. Right, Whenever right. he was close to San Antonio, he'd come back and visit. And when they came out with that Geico commercial, <laughs> it was the most perfect commercial that had ever been created, and this is what we need more of in the world. Jimmy, let me know when you get it. But this is just... All this is is making pansies. That's all this is. With this language. You can't say, they're eating their own, too. You can't say preferred pronouns anymore. It's just pronouns. Because preferred... It makes me sad. 
Doo-doo! Maybe we should chug on over to Mamby Pamby Land, where maybe we can find some self-confidence for you, you jackwagon! <laughs> jackwagon. Uh, but yeah, but they're, they're coming back on their own. Like, you can't say preferred pronouns anymore, because preferred suggests that uh, non-binary gender identity is a choice and a preference, and it's not. So if you say preferred pronoun, you're implying a choice. No, see, and that upsets people. That's the age of deception because it is a choice. Oh, you yeah. are deciding to be quote non-binary. There's no such thing as non-binary. You are choosing to lie to yourself. Here's the other thing: they do not do not offer an alternative for brave under the culturally appropriate <laughs> that, category. Yeah. But they caution you against using that word. Don't use the word brave because again, we wouldn't want to say somebody's a brave. The section also asks people a person's name instead of Chief or Pocahontas. <laughs> Use Bill. These are instead educated people Bill. who sit around and think this crap up, man. <laughs> They're not educated. They're dumb well, as a rock. I, I've met plenty of people with college degrees who are idiots. But you know, th- a, these but, are people it, who you know are just trying to virtue signal how freaking woke they well, are. Of course. But a college degree doesn't make them educated. No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Pronouns should be used instead of preferred pronouns. You can't say that because that, that infers a choice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It, you can't call them a homeless person anymore. It's a person without housing. Look at this. Because that'll make their situation so much better. Right. It, it solves... You're a person without housing. No, you're a homeless person. <laughs> you need to do something about it. Here's another one. It's two slides racism section. says to avoid using words like black hat, black mark, or black sheep. Uh, let's because just ban the word black. Negative connotations to the word black, and we can't have that. No. You know, I wear black all the time. I'm a motorcycle guy. We you all, racist. Yeah. Oh, man, totally. You How know? dare you be a white man and I wear black? I need to be canceled for that. It says avoid using grandfather and use legacy status instead legacy status god <laughs> and whatever you do get this now you talk about a you talk about a time warp that means nothing right now but don't use roots can't say roots no no why is this well the first of blacks in a you know bad way and you do don't want to use that that book First off, was brilliant. I read it when I was... So was the series. The series was great. And I read the, I, after I saw wow. the series, I read the book. Yeah. And that book did more to educate people about slavery in America... Yeah, absolutely right. ...than any other book that's ever been written. And you're not supposed to even speak the word anymore. Yeah. Uh, don't say... Be- <laughs> Get this. Wow. Don't use violent words. Right. Saw that. So yeah. don't say beating a dead horse. No. Pull the trigger. Trigger warning or killing two birds at once. Don't don't be killing no birds, man. <laughs> it upsets the birds. And, and here's the thing that's so ridiculous about this. These people are serious. They are absolutely serious. They're not playing. It's not a they, joke. But they don't realize how silly it is. That's what gets me with this stuff, whether it's Stanford or it's any number of people or institutions that are doing this stuff. Do they not? They just absolutely are so lost in their arrogance. They have no idea. <laughs> How stupid they sound. Any uh, any of you mealy mouth, lip wristed, jack wagon liberals out there? <laughs> Wait a minute. Must have you and I are going to go to the gulag at some point sure. just for everything we say. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, Pretty much but at least we're brave is, about it. Hey, don't say that. Don't say brave on the air. That's so hateful. We'll have black uniforms you know, we do. could you stop being such a hateful racist? I'm beating a dead horse, you just, aren't I? See, and now you're violent. Listen, I, I don't mean to pull the trigger you're on You're toxic, anything. man. Uh, yeah. Could you stop throwing your toxic masculinity all over the place? Well, I'm so sorry about that. I, I tried to kill two birds with one stone during this segment. And, now uh, you're an animal abuser. That's great. Well, yes, and I, I kind of feel like a homeless person now. No, you're a person without housing. 
I'm sure if you're actually freaking homeless, that that makes a real difference to you. Thank you for calling me a person without housing. I feel so much better sitting here on the sidewalk. And I'm proud to be an American. Stop it. That's so hateful. All right, back in a minute. More Ryan Rima coming up. KTSA. If you're looking for a home generator, look no further. Oh, seven one. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. You like, you like Bing Crosby? What's that? You like Bing Crosby? Oh, yeah. Some of his stuff. It's so funny, though, for, for like one month a year, we just listen to the most bizarre music. <laughs> Everybody just listens to the weirdest, cheesiest music. But, you know, it kind of breaks it up. What's that? No, it just breaks up the year. It gives you something different, a little That's diversion, right. you know. Oh, because right. the rest of the year, all the music sucks. It sounds the same. <laughs> just the same over and over again. All right, it is the 20th, so what day is it? It's Dot Your Eyes Day. I'm sorry? Dot your eyes. Oh, is your eye dotted? When you write something, you're supposed to... Well, you know, take care of little minor details in life. Dot your eyes. Cross your T's. Cross your T's. Got you it. Know. Uh, it's cathode ray, tu- uh, ray tube day. Cathode ray tube day. That doesn't sound like fun. Well, are there any left? I mean, what are you supposed to do <laughs> with a cathode? Where do you find a cathode ray tube at I this point? I don't know. And what do you do when you get it? It's National Stephen Day, so be loving on a Stephen. What's up, Steve? Uh, it's Go Caroling Day. Caroling Day? Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone Absolutely caroling? Absolutely, I have. You betcha. Don Morgan, have you gone caroling? Yeah. yeah. I like to hear him carol. Fun time. It's probably so low, only only like dogs can hear it. <laughs> no, he, he sings, sings high when he sings. Oh, does he? Yeah. Plus, it was so cold. So you get, you, get high, you get high before you go caroling? Is that what he no, just no, said? No, no, no. He's soprano. Oh, oh. Yeah. Right. No, I don't get high before. <laughs> he just said you sang high. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Drunk off my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Gets a little cold not, up there in New England in December. You, <laughs> you go back close to Banger? Yeah, okay. but actually further south, but still a cold. A little bit south of Banger. Yeah. All right. Banger. Yeah. Uh, it's also, it's got to the point, I'm calling it Banger. You're now. calling it yeah. Banger now, too. Right? Right. Don't go home and like, hey, I'm good to be back in Banger. <laughs> yes, it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I need to do. <laughs> it's also... And then you get, what did you just friggin' say? Yeah. <laughs> Quack. Banger. Quack. The hell are you talking about? Right on that bald head. Jeez. Pack. It's also National Sangria Day, so and now that oh, wow, you're talking, yeah. you like the sangria, do you? Well, need to go to you know today we're having lunch with the girls. Maybe it's all Olive Garden today, and they have the great sangria. At dun dun dun! There you go. Well, that's all we got. Maka is the thing to say. He's got short. He so has short timers, man. Right. We still have he's a taking next week. Off. Yeah, he's taking next week off, yeah. and he's just he's you, you just are really looking forward. You know, to and it. I was just talking to Rudy J a little while ago. Rudy J. Rudy J. Rudy J. Hey, man, what's and, up? And he was saying that he's off next week as well. Yeah, we're gonna be hanging, man. Be, yeah, and I'm it's thinking, gonna be a bro hangout. What the hell? How did I get the short end of this? Stick? We're gonna be smoking cigars. I only take off when I'm having a medical procedure. So because yeah. I saw Rob in the hallway, he's like, "Are you taking off?" I'm like, "Yeah, in February to yeah. get a hernia operation." Right, right. He's like, "Oh, we'll start the year off right." You know. I just start every year off with a medical procedure. Well, Rudy out there the other day, you know, Jimmy goes out there and smokes at the breaks. Rudy's out there with a very fine cigar sitting on oh, the back Oh, he loves his cigars. Oh, boy, yeah. doesn't he, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But the wow. funny thing, the cigar is about this big. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his, finger, his fingers were four feet cigar. apart. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Al Capone. Because yeah, right. it, it's nice, he sits out in the courtyard there, and there he's tugging on his cigar. It looks like Al Capone, man. Yeah. He's one of the cool guys, man. He is a cool guy. I was never into cigars. I could never. I smoked cigarettes for a long, long lot of years, but oh, I just yeah. never could get into cigars, mm. man. My grandfather used to smoke. Them. Really? One day yeah. I say, hey, that looks pretty cool. I want to try that, too. He goes, all right. Did you try it? What did you oh, think? No, it was awful. No. It's like having a turd hanging out of your mouth. Huh? <laughs> I would have preferred that. I had a, I had a cigar phase. Yeah. I had a cigar phase, and I had a really long dipping phase. Oh, that's so icky. Yep. Yeah. I never, the dipping thing, people have told me to try that for years to get off the cigarettes, and it's just too gross for me, man. I loved it. Uh, something else. Did you have a little spit cup that you carried around had with had a you? bottle. Yeah, somebody offered to try. You wanted me to try that once too. Ugh. One of my cousins. He was man. Said, hey, give it a shot. I used to get to the racetrack and I'd put a dip in and I'd just leave it there the entire time I was at the racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. Except to take it out when you get dressed to go race because you're in the race car. Where are you going to? Where are you going to spit? You got a helmet right. and everything on. Well, one night I forgot. Oops. Dun dun dun! It was spit in the car. No, I actually took it out and threw it out the window. The uh, guy, maybe a swallowed. Guy behind me had it on his windshield the rest. Yeesh. <laughs> I had a buddy who... Hey, that's a that's a winning strategy right there. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Throw your dip out. Right. I had a buddy that would hang out with me, and he'd have, he he dipped, and he'd forget his cup, and I'd go into the laundry room sometimes and tip it over by accident. Well, don't go in and pick up a coffee he'd cup. It, he'd leave it on the floor, and I'd, it'd spill. And, so I was about to say, don't go in the office, don't go in Greg's office and pick up a coffee cup and take a swig. Because you he don't does know that. <laughs> He's got the dip, the dip all like going what, what there. Was your, what was your, your choice of... Yeah, man, I couldn't do that. You, it. Copenhagen, you might as well just unroll a cigarette yeah. and put a cigarette in your mouth because, it's it, <laughs> man, it was the worst stuff in the world. I hated Copenhagen. My grandfather hey. used to dip this stuff called Red Top. Yeah. It was in a little red plastic mm-hmm. bottle about yay big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd have that going on all the time. At first, I thought he was just eating a lot of Oreos. Is this interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's in there shaking her head. She's like, like wow, this is some fascinating yeah. crap you guys can, are talking about. Can you about. talk about, well, it's, a, it's the holidays, so we're lightening the load for the holidays. I know, I'm you just know messing I'm with it. Elaine, the world sucks. Everybody knows the world sucks. The world, world sucks. Everything's going to hell. Yeah. And and men are men are girls. And men are girl, oh, girly girls. Give me a note. So, here you go. Okay. So that's you know that's the show today. Talk, talk about something interesting or shut up. Is okay. that the note she just gave yeah. you? I guess we better shut up and uh, and let's do the news. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Uh, more where more where Rima coming up. KTSa. love to cook, especially during the holidays. What's happening at the border is an absolute disaster. It is criminal what's happening at the border in so many ways with so many people involved. However, if you say that the border is open, the new talking point from the Democrats, and Martha Raddatz rolled it out on Sunday. Of course, it comes from deep within the bowels of those who control our lives and our very existence. If you say the border is open, well, you're creating the problem. And Corrine Jean-Pierre, she parroted that yesterday. You're creating the problem. You are doing the work of the smugglers and the cartels if you say the border is open. She That's an it. interesting twist. That's really clever. I'm, 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 I mean, what were they smoking when they came up with that one? 
let's blame the Republicans for talking about it. That's right. Because then the cartel guys obviously hear, oh, hey, the border's open, let's go. Well, we, we talked a lot never, never. I'm sorry, no, just, right. never mind the timeline of this problem beginning the first week Joe Biden was in office when he rolled back a lot of Trump-era policies. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, he totally collapsed everything that was yeah. good about it. And we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about how Martha Raddatz on ABC said it was Trump's fault, DeSantis's fault, and and Greg Abbott's fault because they're just telling the truth. See, that's that age of deception we're living in. If you tell the truth, then anything that goes bad is your fault. That's all they did was tell the truth. Well, yeah, and plus it's got to be the Republicans' fault anyway because it can't possibly be the Democrats' fault. It can't possibly be Biden's fault. But you're right. It is the age of deception. You're supposed to believe something that's not true. So, and if you come out and say, I mean, we're all seeing it with our own eyes. That's right. But you're not supposed to say it. If you say it out loud, you're the problem. So here's the interesting wow, thing man. that happened yesterday. Corinne Jean-Pierre is saying, hey, listen, the border is closed. The border's not <laughs> open. The border's closed. And they did a split screen. And at the very moment that she was saying that, thousands, probably tens of thousands, were streaming across right. the border. While she's at the White House going, the border's closed. It's not open at all. It's closed. There's, there's nobody coming across. I don't know what you're thinking. And there's this split right. screen of all these people going around. Who going to believe you or or me or your own eyes let's see the that's groucho the, marks line you know what and it, that's exactly what orwell wrote right. is that you you're not supposed to believe your eyes don't believe your own eyes no. and ears you, you could be lying to yourself that's exactly yeah right. you trust the state so the Biden administration now comes out has lost track of hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens that they let into the country they released into the country with the promise of hey you know show up for your court date sometime <laughs> and now they have no idea where they are they right. have no idea where they have landed. They could be anywhere in the country. Well, of course they did. That's by design. This entire thing, this entire thing has been done by design. Sure, every last bit of it. Don't you think it's probably a little higher than 152? You know, as far as people oh. they don't know. I mean, there's mil- we've got five million people in this country now, right? Extra people. And that's what I. That's where I put that figure at. That they yeah. don't know where five million are. Yeah, 150 seems a little low to that's me. That's way low. <laughs> And so, last night, Tucker started his show with this topic, and he showed the human tragedy of what's happening at our border. This is a human crisis, humanity crisis, like the world has rarely ever seen. And what's and it's right here. It's at our southern border. And the video of people sleeping all over the streets... People at the airport in El Paso. Mm. Now, El Paso is a pretty city. Well, it was a pretty city. It's not anymore. It's right. it's an asshole country. Right. But it was a pretty city, the eighth in America. And they showed video inside of the airport there. And, Sean, you literally, it's not like people who miss their flight and they're up against right. the wall, kind of one person coiled up over there. No, right. no, no. They're all over the floor in the airport in El Paso. And people trying to get to their gate to catch their flight are stepping over God. bodies. People sleeping everywhere, right. stepping right. all over bodies. Right. And what I'm trying to communicate to people about this is that's your country. What you see happening in El Paso is about to be all over the United States. The entire country. The yeah, entire country. Flood the entire country. So whether you're choosing to believe this is going on or not, and we said this yesterday, it's going to arrive on your front doorstep at everywhere. some point. You know, it's, it's not, you're not going to be able to escape it. I mean, when you're talking about a million new people every two months... 
Now, what do you think about this John Roberts thing? Is that going to hold at no, all? No, no, no. Well, see, what they said was they, you know, they put it on hold until this afternoon so the Biden administration could respond. They're, they're not going to have a response. Their response, they said yesterday, we're going to let Title 42 go away. We're going to go right. back to Section 8, Title 8, which is no change. They are not going to do anything different. They are going to continue to process people. They asked, here, here's another way they were blaming the Republicans. They asked for another $3.5 billion to deal with this. Well, first of all, if there is no crisis, Joe, why are you asking for $3.5 billion if it's all under control? Why do you want more money? Why do you need the money? Yeah. If it's, a, if it's all, you've got it under control, man. It doesn't and, make any sense. And secondly, the money that he wants is all just on, it's not about keeping people out. The money that he wants is all about processing them so he can resettle them in the country sure. more quickly. Sure. And that the, money goes straight to them. To, but, that's the... Sure. Shiny object he's dangling in front of them. But if he doesn't get that money, then he can say the Republicans wouldn't give me the three and a half billion dollars and look it's their fault. This the, is the, their, their the, fault. I could have I could have solved we're this. We're being with, set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we called this though a few months ago. We said, look, they're they're not gonna be able they're 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 only because for the longest time throughout this entire two year experience, they've been acting like it's not happening. And we said a couple of months ago, at some point, they're not going to be able to do that. At some point, they're not going to be able to to act like it's not going on. And that's when they're going to start blaming Republicans for everything. And that's precisely what they've done. Yeah. And so you've got all these people sleeping on the streets, including in San Antonio. The homeless crisis now in America is exponentially worse than it's ever been oh, yeah. in our country. And uh, and it's going to continue to get worse. And did you look at the weather forecast for Friday and Saturday in San Antonio? We were just talking off the air. What's going to happen to these people on Friday night? Unfortunately, some are going to die. Unfortunately, does anybody care? Anybody they don't in the care. Left in DC? Care? They don't care. Does Biden care? Uh, he doesn't care. Well, he obviously doesn't care. He doesn't care about three hundred people losing their lives to fentanyl every day. So why would he care about a couple right. of frozen homeless people? What this is is a means to an end. The only thing, look, the only thing that Democrats and you know this, you've said it on your show. The only thing that Democrats care about is staying in power. That's yeah. all they care about. Yeah. And if people die for them to stay in power, they don't care. That's just, you know, that's collateral damage, baby. Got to break a few eggs. It's it. <laughs> and so uh, they're willing for this to happen and people to die so the Democrats can stay in power. What they're trying to do is explode the welfare state, put as many people on welfare as they right. can, and then uh, go back to them and say, we need your vote. Yeah, pretty much. And they're they're crashing the economy with that intent as well. I mean, it, I think, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think if you line all of it up, whether it's the border or the economy, the shenanigans with Ukraine, I mean, I, I think it's all part of the same idea, which is to cha- fundamentally change America into, into a third world s-hole, which they can then rule over. And that's why they're allowing this border thing to happen. And it's, it's sick. Yeah. Because and, people are dying on many different for many different reasons. It's not, you know, you got the trafficking and the sex trafficking, you got the slavery, you got the fentanyl. People are just falling. Uh, kids are falling off their parents and going to the bottom of the river. I mean, it's it's Friday night. Don't tell me we're not going to sure. lose some folks out on the well, streets. And, and I'll, you know, remember, there's plenty of Jeffrey Epstein's out there too. He wasn't uh, the only one doing what he was doing, right? And this is where they're getting their new supply from, right? That's right. clear. I mean, we we already know that. All you got to yeah. do is do a little research into it, and you fly. You find that a lot of the supply is coming right across the border. They're put into slavery for these perverts to have children that they can have sex with. Sorry to say it so bluntly, well, that's but true. that's a that's a true fact. That's the way it's going. Well, and and that's what I can't stand about the left because they 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 can't shut up about how caring they are and how soulless Republicans are. They don't care about people, and 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 they obviously don't give a crap about any of anything you just described. Yeah, they don't care. Nope. 
They, it, as long as they remain in power, it doesn't matter. And people will say, well, these folks are just coming here to better their lives. Well, they are, but they're not coming here to work to better their lives. No. You see, that's the difference. They didn't just wake up two years ago, right? Because <laughs> this just exploded in two years' time. They didn't wake up just two years ago and say, honey, let's move to the United States. I want to go to work up there. Right. No, they woke up two years ago to a guy saying, I'm the president and I want you to come. His exact words, I want you to come and this is what we have for you. You have health care, and you have right. education, and all these other things. Well, they, they interviewed people a couple of years ago. Remember that? When they Still would talk are. to them, and they'd, they'd say, "Why you get, well, Joe Biden told me to, it's okay to come now. Yep, and get the free and I stuff. Want, I want free health care. I, you know, I want this. I want that. So, I mean, there's no illusion as to why they're coming. Well, people still believe the... that they're coming to pick tomatoes and they're coming to <laughs> clean hotels and all that kind of stuff. And sure, some of them are coming for those reasons, but they were enticed to come here by a president, by an administration who told them you will get a bunch of free stuff, and that's why we have the overload. Well, it's an invasion now. Yes, totally. And so, you know, really, when you look at it, our greatest threat is our own president, is our own government right now, because they are not only allowing this to happen, they want it to happen, they're encouraging it to happen. And uh, you look at these people with these, you know, they take these uh, thermal shots at night of these people down in El Paso and, you know, lined up against the wall. They're lined up against the resource center. It's insane, man. Well, and people, you know, here, they say, well, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. Well, it may not directly affect you today. It is directly affecting you in terms of what it's going to cost you. Your sure. taxes will go up. The quality of life will go down, and that's going to affect your children and grandchildren. We are creating the world that our children and grandchildren will, will be forced to live in, and we're handing off a very, uh, not a prosperous future, a very poor pu- future for our children. Yeah, you're, you're right. And uh, it's it's our own government's doing. And there's a lot of people who are not in government who are just Democrats who think this stuff is great. Oh, they they either it. think it's great or they don't believe it's going on. Mm-hmm. And I was talking yesterday about, you know, I, I, I sometimes wonder just how many stupid people are there really in this country who are fine with this stuff. And they are stupid. If you're fine with this, and or you, either you don't believe it, you, you believe the talking points and that it's not really going on, the border's secure, or you know it's going on, you think it's great, you are choosing to be an idiot. Yes, you are. And you are choosing to give away your country. Yeah, the whole thing. Back in just a minute, where in Rima, KTSA. Stocks and bonds combined are having one of their worst. The of the blue. My baby's gone. All right, Sean Rima, what you got? You know, we were talking about how, and Josh Hawley has been talking about this for a while, about how, you know, men in America are being emasculated. And I was just looking over this story out of Austin. Another drag queen story where they have a, a Christmas drag show that somebody was putting on for all ages. There's about mm-hmm. 20 kids that were there. And it just, because I'm, I'm dragged and trannied out, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm so sick of it all. And then it clicked in my head. Okay, you're right. Okay, and Holly's right. They are trying to emasculate. Who are the only men that the left admire at this point? Men who live as women. <laughs> so men who give up all semblance of masculinity and uh just start living like a woman in fact women men who live like women are more respected by the left than actual women and did you see the report yesterday about how many of them joe biden has put in his administration yes oh my god he's packed it full it's not just this guy that steals no. luggage man no, or or richard levine or richard levine right that ugh. yeah no 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 he's packed his administration sure. full of these people that are going around in their drag queens on the weekend 
And uh, Matt Walsh did a post yesterday on IG, and he showed uh, one of them being at a show, or a couple of them being at a show, and uh, he had to blot out like the breasts and stuff. And, God. And, and he's up there dancing. Oh, this the, the, you're going to love this. He's, he's up there dancing, and he says, You want some of my milk? You want some of my ah, milk? You want some of my milk? Uh, to the, to, no, 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 to the audience. And then he turns around and moves his underwear to the side to show his rear end, oh, right? God. Yeah, and so Matt stops it, and he says, Okay, so here's the deal. If you want my vote in 2024, nobody gets my vote unless they promise and guarantee that they are going to throw or are going to send federal agents into every one of these situations and arrest everyone there. Everyone. Right, right. The participants, the people that are there, because they're doing it in front of children. Children. Again, you know, and I don't, I, I mean, I understand the obsession with kids and, and drag and, and the trannies and all this stuff because it's normalizing, it's grooming. You know, but my God, it's it's also strange. But I think you're right. I mean, just you know what I mean that that people think this is great to do drag shows and do stuff like that in front of little kids. Uh, again, it's this normalization of what we tell you is normal is what is normal. Mm. But if you did any of this stuff outside of these situations, it would be a crime. If you went up to a kid on the street and showed that kid your ass, mm-hmm. you'd be arrested. Well, yeah. And well, you should be. And well, you should be. Right. So, you know. and, and it's, it, it is pervasive. You, you know, people don't realize how much of this stuff is going on, right? And it's everywhere. Well, they They're doing it all the time. And and one of the reasons is this this person who's on uh, on RuPaul's show all the time, and I don't know the name of this person. I can't remember. Um, I'll have to pull it up said blank the traditional family our job uh, what we're attempting to do is tear down and destroy the traditional family and rebuild it this way that's and exactly what they're doing that is what they're doing i mean oh, yeah. listen, why don't we listen to them why don't we pay attention <laughs> they they're saying well, what their intentions are the traditional well, sure. family's the target because uh, yeah right i agree but you know it's part of the larger uh, program of of dismantling all the old institutions right. and family's got to go. Idea of the church has got to go. Everything got to rebuild it. Uh, you got to tear it all down, man. And so the trannies are about. They're the ones handling the family unit and yep. taking that taking that apart. They really are. And, and the school system. You know, don't tell mommy and daddy that we're talking right. about this. Right. Um, okay. So last week we were talking about the end times and that uh, four <laughs> right. four out of ten Americans believe that the end times are here, right. whether you have a religious affiliation or not. Get this one, man. I saw this morning that a shockwave hit Earth's magnetic field oh, yeah. and cracked the magnetosphere, which is out there to protect us from harmful radiation. <laughs> I didn't read that. Oh, wow. A shockwave uh, cracked the magnetosphere, which protects us from harmful radiation. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would start looking for the horseman if I were you. The horsemen. <laughs> Pay close Where's attention. my frog and locust umbrella? Exactly right. Quarter moon plumbing, heat, and AC, they're there all the time, and that includes holidays. So if you have a problem this weekend due to, well, the cold weather and pipes breaking or whatever, I hope it doesn't happen to you. But I want you to know that Quarter Moon is always there 24-7. They answer. They get a service truck out to you right away that's fully stocked with trained professionals, whether it's a master plumber or an AC guy, whatever, a you know, guy that can deal with your furnace, uh, to help you get back online and feeling good all over again. Now is the time to have them come out and inspect your furnace because 
If something happens on Friday or Saturday, you may have to wait a little bit, right? Quartermoon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, they're ready to come out, take a look at you, and make sure everything's good at 210-651-5899 with the most experienced staff. They have decades and years of experience working for and with Quarter Moon. So whether it's a furnace issue right now or a plumbing issue with all the cold weather sitting in, trust the great guys over at Quarter Moon to do what's right for you and your home and your family. That's Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC at 210-651-5899. Baby, I'll be home for Christmas. You know it's true. What? You Spicoli did take one too many hits of the old bongarooski. Spicoli? Yeah. From Fast Times at Ridgemount High? Right. Why do you say that? Because yesterday he said that if you're unvaccinated, that's criminal and you should be locked up in your home. Oh, Sean, he he had to be locked up in his home. (laughs) He said, I really feel that if somebody chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home or be locked up, not go to work, not have a job, be removed from society if you're not going to be vaccinated, said Spicoli. You know, <laughs> a guy like that, here's the thing with a guy like that. He's only ever been famous. His whole adult life, I mean, his parents were in the industry. He grew up in yep. Burbank. He grew up in the film industry. He's never known any other life other than that. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. But, I mean, but, but Cage actually right. didn't use his last name. Cage. That's true. He, Cage went out on his own. That's true. Sean Penn. Used his last well, name. Well, the point is. Yeah. I guess being a multi-million dollar film star is just not enough. Oh, he's no. got to be an activist. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to comment on so- society and what people should and shouldn't do. Right. You know, and it's just not good enough being uh, being rich and famous. He's, and a lot of them are like that. Yeah, yeah. So back in 1975, I remember going to the Broadway 5050 Theater right over there on Broadway and right. watching a movie that uh, really just shocked all of us. It was a shocking movie in 1975. Today we'd probably laugh at it, I guess, but it was shocking then. Jaws. <laughs> what a great flick, man. It was fantastic. Remember, Spielberg was broke. He, he was 27. It, 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 he, he was, was broke. 27. He was broke. Right broke and uh and of course that's the one that that made him well now spielberg is speaking up and saying i i'm so sorry i did this you know pinch uh, benchley did the same thing benchley says he's sorry he ever wrote the novel yes and uh and and now spielberg is saying that i truly to this day i regret the decimation of the shark population that i caused uh, stop <laughs> a shark will freaking eat you no, man no 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 it gets better oh come on he says this is one of the things i fear not to be eaten by a shark but (laughs) but what but that sharks are somehow mad at me for the feeding frenzy of crazy sport fishermen that i caused after 1970 oh get a grip on yourself (laughs) man so here's what spielberg believes or at least what he says he believes is that he caused a massive hunting of sharks and today all the sharks are mad at him for that (laughs) Hey, Steve, okay, you probably remember this from your research, okay, from the Benchley book. Sharks don't think, okay? Uh-huh. They have very tiny little brains. No, they eat and crap. They they eat and crap That's and all they swim. Do. That's all they do. They eat and crap. They have barely evolved over millennia, okay? <laughs> they, 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 well, yes, they do that too, Jimmy. What? Well, yeah, they got to make, make little sharks. sharks yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But this this retro crap with these guys who made millions of dollars, we wouldn't even know who Steven Spielberg was is if it weren't for Jaws. So here's an idea, Steve, Steven Spielberg. 
And to Peter Benchley, who said the same thing. Oh, God. Benchley said, knowing what I know now, I could never write that book now. Sharks don't target human beings. They certainly don't hold grudges. Now, both, uh, both, both of you guys... Put your money where your mouth is and let you go ahead and give every single penny that you earned over sure. both those franchises, the movie and the book, and give it to the betterment of sharks. Every dime, everything. Give, give it all back. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. And, and I, I could make the case for Spielberg because that created his career. He, he was oh, yeah. a struggling director. Maybe you ought to give all of your profits from all you, of your movies. You wouldn't have made the other flicks. You wouldn't have had a, a career. If Jaws hadn't been a hit. You wouldn't he have was a, a nobody, man. That's right. That's right. Give it all back, dude. That's right. He's not going to do that. He was a pissant kid who well, was he's... trying to make movies at the time, and he hit with that. So, dude, give it all back. Well, it, it, a lot of directors from that generation, they're all just old freaking hippies you know and they got a virtue signal and i'm so i feel so bad i made sharks look bad <laughs> oh, why did i do that oh god i'm so filthy stinking rich and famous i got something else i just want to throw in here and we'll, we'll go through this uh tomorrow when we okay. have a little more time tomorrow there is a new movement i brought this up on the five to seven this morning you and i don't really have time to flesh it out but there's a new movement gaining minimum uh, momentum on on tiktok no toys for christmas and some moms have come up with this, and they've made videos, and it's kind of exploded. It's kind of going viral. No toys for Christmas. No toys. They're telling people to only give practical educational stuff to their children, not the junk that is just junk. In fact, the quote is, the holiday can be magical without those things. It's all just junk anyway. And they're telling their kids, be happy with what you have. If you want to give something to my kid, give them some socks or underwear or give them a trip to a museum. But don't give them the latest toy because they're only going to play with it for a little while and then it's just going to be a piece of junk cluttering up their room that I've got to take to goodwill or get rid of and throw it out in the trash eventually. No toys for Christmas, only things that are going to edify my children or that are practical. You know... On the surface, I think it's a great idea. But what a drag, man. What a drag to be a kid in one of those households. Thanks, Mom, for the underwear. Wow. <laughs> Stayed up all night waiting for Santa to bring me some stinking underwear. Now, I have to say, the older you get, the more you appreciate a well, bag of yes. underwear on Christmas morning. But when you're a little kid, man, oh, I know. you want toys. Totally. I know you, don't, you, you only use them for a few weeks, and they go into the closet for the rest or of the year. a couple of hours. A couple of know. hours, but it's still, it's the magic of it, man. Some adults like toys. Some adults do, <laughs> some adults do like toys. I'm not going to say anything else. I actually do know grown You're gonna men. You going to leave that hanging there? <laughs> yes, I think I will. Okay. All right. Adults <laughs> like toys, too, and some of them run on batteries. Um, I'm just saying I know some fully grown adults. Look at you. You, you just want me to not go any, to 30 land. No, not anymore because you can recharge. Everything's rechargeable these days. Oh, that's days. right. You can just recharge it. You just set it on the charger. Mm -hmm. Don't do it in the living room, though. Why not? Don't have that, your toy in the living room on the charger. <laughs> Explain later. <laughs> what is that? It's, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is that? All right. I'm just saying I have known fully grown adults who collect action figures and play with Legos. Absolutely. The There's a lot of them like that that are out own. there that, that like to play with old school own. toys and stuff, and they're fully grown adults. You know, don't you wish you had some of the stuff that you had when you were a kid? I always look back and I go, man, I wish I still had my Hogan's Heroes lunchbox. I wish I'd kept it because it would be worth a lot of money That's now. what I'm saying. I wish I still had my Stretch Armstrong. Seriously, there's stuff that is absolutely <laughs> my first slinky, man. 
You know? Slinky. Yeah, we, we were talking about yo-yos the other day. Right. My first few yo-yos that I had in my life. Man, I wish I still had some of those. Right. My wife managed to track down one of my favorite childhood toys. Which is I what? For, it was like a, one of those evil Knievel stunt cycles. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I had God. One of those. Those those great, you crank the thing, and that the bike takes the off. And you can, yeah, I got it for Christmas last year. Were you an evil Knievel fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh hell, man. Did you he watch, was cool. Did you watch the oh, Snake River yeah, thing? I got a scar here. Everybody did. I got a scar there. Yeah, man. Everybody when he cracked be- vertebrae, it's all because of evil. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when he tried to jump the Grand Canyon with that snake missile River. type thing. Snake, snake River, River. that's yes. yeah, and uh, didn't quite make it. No, he didn't get far at all. <laughs> well, but I remember watching that on TV. Yeah, that was always fun to watch, man. Right. He was the best. My what folks, a- my folks did a cool thing, and they re-gifted me my old Star Wars lunchbox from uh, the seventies a oh, couple cool. of Christmases ago. But did they have it uh, stashed away somewhere? And just, yeah, they had okay. it stashed. It's dented. It's probably not worth what it yeah. should be. But right. you have it was, cool. Oh, yeah. So it's priceless that was to cool you, to see. You really do. I had a Star Wars lunchbox too. I'll, br- I, I'll bring it and show it to you. Show it to me. Show I, and I, tell. I wish we had. I wish I had all my old Star Wars stuff still. That's what I'm that talking about. That stuff is so it's it's worth so much money now. All my I had all the little action figures well, and, and stuff. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't sell it, it's worth sentimental well, value to you. Right. I got my. I still got my trading cards. My uh, Star Wars trading cards. I yeah. gave those to my kid. But you just think about all those old toys, man. They, they were great. And by today's standards? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. they, were, they were high quality yeah, well, items. Well, well, I'm saying by today's long. standards, would you want to play with a kid today, want to play with like a little rubber figure of Evil Knievel on a, yeah. on a little thing that you, that you, you know wind what? up? That, you know? I don't know. My grandsons were quite fascinated. Oh, were they? I was going to say, the two terrorists, they probably enjoyed yeah. it, didn't they? I know they, they weren't allowed to touch it. Now, <laughs> I, I, I know they enjoyed their shoes and socks the other day. Oh, my God. Jimmy says we got to go. Quick break. We're in Rima coming back. KTSA. The last thing any of us needs is...